Greetings, everyone. Welcome. Welcome all to another Chief Yuya podcast. And uh, Will, that you've been having a wonderful um, day, evening, dawning, afternoon. All right. Now that we've dispensed with the niceties, <laughs> let's get in. Let's get into the information so we can, uh, you know, get on it, you know, as we need to. So this segment, I wanted to speak about something that uh, I think is important right now. I know it's important right now that we keep into perspective. And when I want to speak about evil and the perspective of evil, because there seems to be so many things that are happening uh, for people. I can't necessarily say in the world because the things that are happening right now have been happening, you know, but there's so many things that are happening in the minds and the hearts of people that there's been a lot of discussions around the uh, the true nature of of people or the true nature of certain certain people or certain professions, certain systems, certain ruling bodies. And I know for myself as a coach and a counselor and a consultant, there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of questions have come to me in regards to uh, how some of these things can and should be regarded and what we should do about it, you know what spiritual work should be done and so forth and so on, you know, pretty much the usuals. So I wanted to uh, touch upon that uh, as briefly as I possibly could. And I will start by saying that evil is necessary. Okay. And of course we can say that evil is a very subjective idea and a subjective thing. And it certainly is. Um, but in many ways, it's also a very archetypical energy when you deal with with evil uh no different than righteousness or or you know good if you will um these are archetypical energies and and what that means is that the greatness that we perceive and and the honor and and the harmony and the the compassion and the, and the understanding and the wisdom that we apply to our high deities that we choose to serve are only reflective of the greatest of those attributes that man is able to achieve. So what that means, uh, what I'm saying is that you really cannot conceptualize um, all of those great experiences and all of those great values in any kind of God that you may show yourself serving, if you will, uh, if you have not been able to conceptualize it within yourself at your earth level. Okay? So God is only as good as you can be. And in the converse, uh, the evil entities that you may fashion in your language and fashion in your mind or imagine exist within themselves out there in the cosmos uh, can only be, it can only descend to the greatest levels of evil entitlement that you can. So the evilness, the, the evilness that you've experienced in man, uh, or the depths of it, and and you know the boundaries of it, and however innumerable it may come, and and how many innumerable incarnations, that is the depth of the evil of your human shape. Okay, first thing for you to understand. So your devil is only as wicked as you are, and your God is only 
as righteous as you are. All right. Anything beyond that, you don't have the, the ability to conceptualize or even to even pair into because your mind can't process it anyway. Okay. And that's just considering if it exists beyond where, where you're able to, to fall or where you're able to rise. Right. So when we speak about, uh, evil or, uh, again, it's, it's, it's very, subjective based upon um what side of that that we're standing on of course right uh, often when we speak about something being evil it's maybe something that we're uh needing to overcome because we see it as the worst enemy that uh we're confronted with and if we can gain more knowledge of that evil then we'd be able to kind of overcome it and there is there is some truth to that evil is not designed or not placed inside of the the world cosmos uh, to be eradicated. That's not what happens with evil. Um, evil has a traceable cause, and that traceable cause is going to reach you right in the same place that your God is, <laughs> you know, or your goodness is. Okay, so. Evil is is deliberately meant to uh, be subdued and to be controlled and most importantly, to be utilized, okay? And it takes a very long time to do that. You know, some people speak very flippantly about the power and the ability to alchemicalize something, you know, uh, whether it be food or whether it be experience, uh, experiences in life. And I'll just turn it into this. And that's an extremely hard adventure. In fact, it's so hard. I can promise you that you've probably never met anyone who's able to do that. Okay. Just to give you some, some idea on that. And I know people speak like that, but you know, when we live in a, a time where people have pushed beyond their limits of saneness to overcompensate for some of the oppression in the environment, People make very grand statements, you know, um, indiscriminately. So, you know, they'll make these grand declarations of the power they have and the access they have to certain spirits and the angels will come and God is on my side or this demon will come. And um, 99.9% of the time, it's horse S-H-I-T. I could tell you that. It's, it's horse sugar honey iced tea. So... Most people cannot alchemicalize, um, and you might as well just say no one, <laughs> make it easy on yourself, can just alchemicalize an, a force that comes, that comes towards you as evil, take it with inside your own inner circle, you know, your own self circle, and then transmute it into something and then output it back out into something that now, uh, breathes greater life into the environment. Okay. That's, it's fantasy, all right? Not to say that it's impossible, but again, that's a lifelong um, pursuit of dedication towards that level of alchemy, right? So what we try to do is through our life uh, and through our, our learning to um, get beyond our frequencies of chaos and get beyond uh, our sources of, cutting life and stimulating 
things within ourselves that uh, speak against our wholeness, uh, we try to subdue and to break up whatever spiritual energy that's that's around us that may be causing these type of situations to arise, right? Um, so one of the great examples that we speak about often or, or is spoken about often rather uh, is the battle between uh, Heru and his uncle Set, right? And in, and in some, some of the mythology, he's not, they're not actually uncles, but rather brothers, you know? So, uh, and some Set, I mean, excuse me, Heru battles him or Horus, as many of you know, you would know as Horus and Seth or Sethi or Seti or Sit or Sut or Sutek, different names. But um, in some of, some of the works, their brothers and other works, it's his, um, it's his uncle, you know. But um, nonetheless, many of us may be familiar with the battle uh, between um, Set and Heru, which is uh, the catalyst for that battle is the dismembering of Set of of Heru or Horus's father by Set. Okay, and it's important to understand that at one point Set um, was an architect and wasn't was a, a deity over um, over Kemet or what many of you know as uh, Egypt. So a lot of times when we look at um, the idea of Set, we just immediately place this, you know, when we see the horns and the animal forms, we say, oh, he's just evil. He was always evil. And that's not necessarily the truth. It was um, because of his followers uh, being succeeded by the, by the followers of Haru or the elder Haru. Now they became a twist in the mythology. Uh, earlier forms of set were identified with um, different deities, but not necessarily Deities that were, you know, problematic. You know, we had Typhon, and Typhon was a was an early identification of Set. And again, this was the high deity of Kemet. You know, so uh, long story short, because we're not going into a mythological history lesson so much, but uh, we are familiar that um, Set being the arch enemy or, or the nemesis of the sun, that those sun energies like Ra. And Haru uh, went to battle against Set, which later became considered as a battle between light and darkness. Okay. And, you know, you can read about the battles. There's so many, there's so much information about that. So many stories online. A lot of them are wrong, but <laughs> nonetheless, you could read about it and piece them together for us to have to really go over that. But uh, what we do know is that at, at some point, Using the words of Tahuti or the Makaru, the words of power, uh, similar to the Ofoashe in our Yoruba, uh, that Set is able, or excuse me, Haru or Horus is able to defeat his uncle Seth or Set. All right, and when he was when he was getting ready to slay him, uh, it was his mother or Set, or as many of you know as Isis who stepped in and said, no, spare his life because, I mean, at the end of the day, he is my brother and he's your uncle, he's family, right? So essentially what happens after that is he spares his life, he, subsu he subdues him, but at the same time, they go into partnership, set in Haru. 
So you'll see different reliefs with the two of them together, you know, looking and like they're they're actually working together. Because the truth is, they are working together. Set is never destroyed because the truth is you can never permanently destroy chaos. If you permanently destroyed chaos, there would be no landing point for the light. There would be no landing point for righteousness. One cradles the other. Okay, so the idea of, of there being uh, almost, if you will, like a, a perpetual, a perpetual um, nemesis or perpetual enemy is very valuable in our development. You know, I mentioned something to, to somebody uh, one time and they, you know, they didn't really watch it, but it was from like a cartoon. But you see a perfect example of this with um, Megatron Transformers. When you look at Megatron and Starscream, right? So Starscream is Megatron's general, but he's constantly trying to take his spot, you know? And if he had the opportunity to throw him over a cliff into the abyss and be the leaders of the leader of the Decepticons, he would take that, that opportunity. But having him forever present, that tension causes Megatron to constantly evolve. Because that tension is forever present. All right. Uh, one day I'll do a Transformers breakdown. I, I promised myself to do that at some point. I'm not a huge Transformers person, anything like that. So I actually have to go back and watch the movies to get <laughs> to get tightened up a little bit. But when I first watched then and saw Unicron and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, I see what this is. Megatron, you know, and how the Autobots represent industry and the and the uh, Decepticons represent the mil- military might. You know, it's kind of, it's pretty obvious when you look at certain things. But uh, anyway, so you see this this uh, idea being present that uh, evil, if you will, I'm using the term evil um, parathetically because, again, it's a subjective term. Uh, just as I'm using good uh, parathetically. So if I say ill will or, or good will, it, you know, it depends on how you process it through your own consciousness, right? But um, what we we tend to apply to the fundamental concept of good, we we tend to apply that to God, and the fundamental concept of a devil, we tend to apply a system or an idea of evil. So in that, they become separate, and a lot of times we never realize that. Just like in ancient Kemet, Kemet Peru instead of the same person. Just like Osir and Set. Oset. They come together in Oset. So Osir, for some of you will be Osiris. So Osiris and Set come together in Oset. Okay. Or we have Nebahet, or as the Greeks called it, Neptes. But Nebahet uh representing again the dark chaos of the body. Right? This is one of the consorts to Osiris which is one of the reasons why Set chopped him up. Like, you know, you knocked me for my woman. But um, nonetheless, right? So we see, again, the ever-present value of that dark energy, that evil energy, being present with that Haru energy or the light, that which is above. And as one represents the upper, you know, upper Egypt, and the other one represents the lower Egypt, you know, lower Egypt, we're kind of seeing there the the balance between the two, you know. 
or the correlation between the two um, set representing that upper Egypt and of course um, Haru representing the lower Egypt Um, and don't look at lower or higher as like okay my lower self my higher self especially when you know the the map is actually upside down but um, nonetheless so we have here an understanding hopefully and some of you might that we're talking about the same person, right? So there's a battle that goes on within us where uh, there's a time when we're lo- we're ruled by our bodily or material nature because set representing materialism, right? So we're ruled by that desire to um, create a life that is stabilized on the thoughts and the ideas and the history of what life is. That's materialism, where everything is based upon what we're thinking as opposed to what we're striving to be beyond thought, right? Which is the, which is the Haru, which is the heavenly aspect, right? So um, if we understand that that's two sides of the same coin, two halves of the same person, just like Jesus and, Yus- and, Jesus and, and Lucifer, uh, or again, uh, Yahawashai and Lucifer, uh, two halves of the same coin, if you understand the metaphysics of it, right? Then we understand some of how we operate as well. So the overcoming evil with the good is overcoming the, the, the factors inside of us that make up our own oppositionals internally, right? So, and eventually when you learn to do that, you learn to get the two to operate together. It's not that you're forever spending your life subduing your darker side, but you learn how to make them work together. And again, I say, I say things like this often, but I'm going to say it again. When people jump up and say, that's what I do, they don't do that. I put a post up on Instagram recently, and I spoke about the silence of the creator. It's the silence of the original intent. and it's so significant because the creator is never boisterous. So as soon as you hear people bragging about what they have or who they are, or what they can do, you already know that that's not the creator speaking. So if they're bragging about something that speaks to a high level of development within the creator or conscious energy, then you know that they haven't actually achieved that. Words are, words are cheap. Talk is cheap. You know, anyone can just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm this and I manifest this and I manifest. Well, let's, all right, let's see it. You'll never see it. You just hear him talk about it. Right. Especially when it, when you're dealing with the ideas of spirit. Right. So, um, always be wary of that. Always be wary of people who have all of these large proclamations first before they, and then you look at their life and it doesn't really seem to reflect that. Because it usually ain't that, <laughs> you know, uh, speaking, you know, very casually. So now if we go to the idea of the Kabbalah, right, we have um, the tree of life. Many of you know it with uh, 10 Sephiroth that we most commonly look at. And to get right to it, I've done shows on the, on the Kabbalistic tree of life. So you can kind of just do a search for that if you want to get more into that so i don't want to spend too much time breaking that down but what i'm really talking about 
in this session is the um is the clip off and the clip off is is essentially the backside of that tree and the the, the word clip off um is very interesting because very much like darkness there's an ambiguity to it we don't really have exact definitions on it just like most things we don't have that exact definition that's another thing to always be wary of when someone says this means this and they're talking about symbolism and you know esoterics it, it means what it could mean you know we don't know what it means you know if i say well set represents this i don't know set could represent this or haru could represent that you know so it's the same thing when we're looking at the clip off or the tree of life you know um one of the important things that when you're when you're viewing a tree of life, a lot of times people view it as a to try to get a roadmap and an understanding of what the world is without really actually understanding that the tree of life represents all that could be when everything is put in proper formation and in proper order. Right. So it's not what you are automatically. See, that's where I say you have to be careful about those big, quick, vain, you know, um, pronouncements. I'm this. I'm that. You know, when you're reading even about Natir or you're reading about Orisha and people jump up, yeah, I'm 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 this energy, I'm that energy, which is so very childish. Because again, you're not paying attention to what I'm teaching you. I'm just gonna say it like that. I've been telling you for years that you're older than those energies. So for you to jump up and say that you are that energy is is counterproductive. Well, you know how Ogun is, you know how Oshun is. Yeah, I know that they're your children. I don't look at my children and, and, and look at how they behave and say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm this year's old or that. No, I'm the driving force. I'm the intent and will. The note is no different than good or evil. Because remember, just like you have different Natir and Arisha, each one sits on its own leaf, its own Sephiroth. So that tree is ultimately controlled by the originating entity that sits over it all. And then decides what side of the tree to use. So if I go and find one leaf that I want to be on, you know, and it could be, let's say, um, Tiferoth, and I say, or, or, or Nazak, and I say, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Nazak. I'm all about victory. I'm all about victory. I'm Nazak. You know, now I'm, I'm localizing myself to one leaf when the truth is, you know, I'm supposed to be controlling the entire tree here. I'm supposed to plant the, you know, the seed. It's like what Elijah Muhammad used to speak about when he would speak about a tree, an apple tree. And he would say, what, what is the most important part? It's almost like a riddle. And, you know, you say, oh, the, the root, the, the, the leaves, the branches, the fruit. And the first answer, you know, would be the fruit. No, not the fruit. And he'd say, okay, well, then the, the, the trunk, the base of it. No, okay, it must be the root because that's where all the nourishment comes from. You know, that's where all the power and strength comes from and the nourishment. And it's the unseen part and no one gets to see. And you'd say, no, the most important part is the seed, <laughs> you know. So um, and there's a lot of wisdom to that. Of course, everything. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said there's always a lot of wisdom there. You just got to know how to listen. Um, but it's the same thing here, you know. So you don't you don't want to localize yourself to any. I'm this Arisha. I'm just in that tier. If you want to, you can, but don't bring that over here. <laughs> There's different levels to this. Like Meek Mill says, levels. Like, so that's, you know, it's lower level, right? So, um, 
you have this idea again of um like it's the tree of life you know you have these different um ideas of the clip off and like i said the clip off it, it's it's a it's a combination of different terms you know the the clear and the pivith pith and the and then the huth you know it's like three different three or four different words in there you know so but ultimately it when you put them together this kind of this connection between the idea of being segregated or separated and um to be cursed or to be vile and mean you know when you put these words together but it, it the exact meaning is is um not necessarily available to us it's you know um and you, you don't really need it <laughs> you know truthfully when you're studying because again you have so many of the leaves that give you an idea but you you start to see because of the front end of the tree and the back end of the tree you start to get a better understanding of like what the balances of certain energies are right so for instance you know if we were to look at um the different sephiroth and we were to look at them in balance in terms of like um you know what one could represent you know of course we have on the um on the front side of the tree or like what they sometimes like to say the good side of the tree we'll have you know um kether uh chokma bina chesed gebra uh tiferet uh, Nazak, Hod, Yesod, and uh, Malkuth, right? Uh, that would be our, our front end. And again, I'm not going to own in and then Da'at, which is the hidden Sephiroth, right above uh, um, Tiferoth and, be, and between Tiferoth and Kethra. Uh, so I, I won't do a, uh, it's not going to be a, a, a Kabbalistic teaching. What I'm speaking about is why why evil is present, right? Um. But again, you know, Kethra being the, the and, in, and above Kethra, we have Ein, Ein Sof, and Ein Sof Ur. All right. So, but uh, Kethra, the crown, Chokma, wisdom, Baina being understanding, uh, Da'at being knowledge, and Chesed being mercy, Gevuras uh, being uh, severity or strength, and uh, Tiferoth being beauty, Hod, glory, uh, Nazak. Is uh, victory, your sword, foundations, and Malkut would be the kingdom, right? That's 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 your front end, you know, that you're dealing with. And then, of course, for each thing that's on the front, there's going to be something, you know, uh, on the back. So, for instance, where you have um, Malkut, right, which is the kingdom, and we're considering that to be the kingdom of Yah. Uh, the the evil complement to that would be materialism. You see, so where you have the kingdom of Yah, the complement would be the kingdom of Satan. So one is a spiritual kingdom, one is a material kingdom. And then where you have like your foundations, right? Um, where you would have your foundations, of course, on the uh, other side of that, you would have instability. Right. So you have you have this kind of like, again, you can you can almost get a sense of the play between between the two sides in that sense. Right. Um, where you have glory. Right. You would have greed would be its complement from glory to greed. Uh, where you have 
um, victory or the ability to achieve the complement to that or the evil complement, the evil side of that is lust. Uh, where you have beauty, uh, beauty represents harmony, by the way. The thing that makes pe- things or people beautiful is actually their harmony. It's not, you know, their bodies and, you know, or just their spirit or their vibe. I'm loving your vibe. <laughs> you know, it's not that. Uh, at least it shouldn't be. But um, what actually makes a person beautiful is their ability to harmonize with the creator and, and the creator's creations, you know? So that would be, so that the, the, um, the clip off or the back end compliment to beauty would be ugliness and it would be disharmony, right? Then you have the idea of discipline and I'm just, you know, mentally going through each, um, through, uh, each leaf, you know, each, each sephir, you know, um, but yeah, where you would have like, um, you know, um, discipline or you'd have one thing you'd have again, um, indifference, if you will, you know, and those are, those are again, some simple examples of, of the compliments, you know, and of course with each leaf on that cliff off, clip off, excuse me, there is an, an actual, um, there's a name, you know, so like how we have Yesod, uh, we also have uh, Gomeliel, Gomeliel, Gomeliel is on that, is on that back end, you know, um, each one has its, has its own, um, its own expression, its own name, um, and like I said, where you have, um, uh, let's say those top, those upper, um, uh, upper Sephiroth, excuse me, slip my name, my mind for a second, like where you had, um, like I said, you have Chokma, you have Bina, well, which would give you that understanding or give you that wisdom where you have, uh, and, and, and the ot is like knowledge is neutral. That's a whole nother deep thing because you have knowledge and you have super consciousness. So like what Adam and he Eve had in the garden before they ate the fruit of the ot or the fruit of knowledge, they had what was called super consciousness. And super consciousness is like the Obatala consciousness. It lives above its connection and touch and, and touch to evil. So when the serpent was like, yo, eat of the fruit and you'll know good and evil, he's like, go to the other side of the tree, go to the clip off, the back end of the tree. Because right now you only have super conscious. So you have no contrast. But well another time. I don't wanna right. I know I said <laughs> everything feels like another time, but let's stay on on, on focus here. So like you have, you know, like I said, you, you, you could have, um, that understanding aspect of, of your Sephiroth. And, you know, um, you know, you know, understanding is, is your Bina, right? That's that, that particular Sephiroth. And the complement to that would be, um, antipathy, you know, ant- antipathy. Yeah. So it would be kind of like that, that aspect of it, whereas you'd have wisdom. And then the compliment to that would be stupidity, you know, and then now we get to, um, Kether, right now, what would, what would the compliment of the crown be or the evil, the evil tension of your crown or the, the, the full mm, crescendo 
or elevation of your spirit, it would be atheism. <laughs> yeah, atheism is the opposite of owning your crown. And then uh, you have the idea right above that, you have light that exists above the crown. So what would, again, the evil, quote unquote, complement be to that? Well, it would be darkness, right? So there's a time now when you understand how they both work together, like Karu and Set working together, and why, again, you'll never eradicate evil. You know, it's, it's going to be present. It has to be present. You know, why that time comes. And that's a very, very, very important reality for you to kind of come to, you know, and just like, you know, when you have, um, the kingdom of God, there's an idea there that, um, I'm here to experience life, right? The kingdom of Yah says, I'm here to experience life. Whereas the kingdom of Shaitan, which is rooted in, you know, that clip off that materialism says, life is here for me to experience. You see, I become the center of it. And with that other aspect is the collectiveness of everything matters. That's the Yah perspective. Um, the Satanic perspective is matter is everything. You see, um, Yah says, I evolve through animal life. And the Shaitanic perspective says, I live as an evolved animal. You see, so this this is I'm I'm just giving little small examples. Uh, when you start to to study the Kabbalistic perspective more, it's so much more than just the front side of the tree. That so many people they get stuck on, and sometimes they don't realize it. You know, you have to study both sides to understand where your positioning is. You know, like what what side you might be uh you might really be operating from. You know, when the tree of, of evil says um, you can't cheat life without pain, right? That's what Yah's perspective says. And then the, the, the back end cliff off says uh, you can't make life pay without cheating. <laughs> you see, so there's, and that's just dealing with, we're just dealing with per Sephiroth. You know, we, we haven't really even moved around that much you know i've only just touched on on two sephiroth sephiroth so for instance if we were to take um uh, gevara severity right or again the idea of discipline that's the, that's the ogun energy that many of you would be familiar with or or the haru kuti uh in that instance we have like um to be strict is just but the cruelty is just be strict. Right? Um, Ogun says, I hate to hurt people. But the evil side says, hurt and hate. <laughs> you see? Or, um, I must conquer my will to kill people. Or just to kill. And the other side says, I will will myself to kill or conquer. You see? Uh, revenge is wrong. Revenge all wrongs. You see. Be fearful of being brutal. The other evil sides be brutal. 
and be feared forever. You see, I'd rather be respected than loved because the respect lasts longer. You've heard those statements before. Right. So each each aspect, you know, gives us gives us a a dualism that that we learn to deal with. Like I said, even when you when you're finally rising up and you get to your crown, and you start to look at Kether, tells you that Yah is living. Yah is not dead. Yah is today. But then the 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 atheist aspect of the clip off the back end says God is dead. God is not living. Yah is everywhere. The atheist says, where is Yah? Wherever is Yah? <laughs> the crown says God is no thing. Satanic aspect says Yah is nothing. You see? So you start to see the push and pull and intention is necessary because through that push and pull, or sometimes even through the antagonism of your own knowledge, uh, there's an understanding or there's really, there's, there's a creation, really, that arises out of that. There's a creation where you begin to personalize the power that now filters through each side of that tree. You know, it becomes a, a really just a kind of a, you, you utterly refuse to be enlightened by anything other than your spiritual way, and you move beyond your own personal motives, you know, and now there's a different inertia that takes over, you know, because you've decided to taste the fruit of the back end of, of the clip off. Now, of course, you have to study the front end first. All right. So I know so many people, again, you listen to the wrong people on YouTube and be honest with you, people who like, they start using words like a cult quick. Yeah, you got to study the cult. Cut it. Study the cult. You know, before you study what's hidden, study what's what's revealed. <laughs> you have to start with the concrete first. It, it, you know, it. That's just nonsensical. So even when you're hearing me speak, I want you to understand that these are things that I've been studying and still studying. I'm not done. <laughs> you know, uh, along with the whole other gambit of of information uh i've been studying this stuff longer than some of you have been born okay so it's when you when you try to jump to the unknown the unseen and the abstract and into what we call quote-unquote black magic you know you create this pseudo summation of what all the symbolism means and this this assumption of your own awareness and it's for those of you who are parents, you 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 know that feeling you have when you you're talking to your child and you've seen them do something stupid, and you bring it to their attention and they start trying to teach you about it. You you know that feeling. I remember the first time one of my youths tried to tell me about what smoking cannabis was, and they were like, "No, you know, you do it to to um, free your mind." <laughs> and I just had to say, "Listen." I'm not going to tell you how stupid you sound right now, but when you realize how dumb you sound, I'm going to do you a favor by not saying I told you so. I'm going to let you come back humbly, but you just, I'm going to let you hold that. You hold that. Right? Um, it's that same kind of thing, right? When they're, they're trying to rush beyond the actual postulation of learning and they, they really don't understand 
the cognitive patterns that are necessary for learning because they're made to feel too important too quickly. That's part of the problem when you open up chakras too quick and you're putting certain forms of information in front of young people or neophytes too quick. They never learn to, at that point, seek what, what, what we call in alchemy, the middle way of magic. There's a middle, there's a middle way of when, when you're magic and, and um, there's, there's a certain kind of um, working inside of the inner being that you have to be concerned with so that you can make your own relationships with the relative metaphysical equivalents of all the different substances that you're working with, right? People just skip that. They start asking for rituals. Can you give me a ritual for this? Who says you can even do a ritual? Because you think it's just a recipe and a bunch of ingredients that you slap together? You see, that's jumping into the back end and you're just going to end up lost. You're going to get yourself hurt and not know how to come back over because you haven't learned the middle way first. You see. So it's very important, you know, to understand that, you know, a lot of times from a from a, a neophyte's perspective, we look at good and we look at evil and then we get upset at, at evil and want, we want more good. And we we don't have the ability to first see how they in a rational kind of modern mind, how they work in tandem and how they're designed to work in tandem. But they are designed to work in tandem, just like Peru and said of the same person. This is a battle that a soul is going through, a battle that your soul is going through with itself in order to balance itself. And no instant in the same instance that that tree came from one seed, <laughs> you know, the clip off in the front and it came out of the same seed. You see. And when you're when you're ingesting something, you have to learn to ingest the whole thing. But you start somewhere. You know, you might eat an apple, but you you don't start at the seed. You got to get to the seed first. So you got to eat the skin. You got to eat the fiber, all those different things. And then afterwards, you might eat the stem. I know when I eat, I eat everything, you know. So there's a reason it was all made and put there so that it can um, enhance your mortal experience through the fullness of what it is. You see. All right. So that's all I wanted to share on that. Evil is good. No, but, um, <laughs> you know, so just understand that everything has its, its complement. Just like Malkuth, uh, the kingdom has Lilith, which is, this, it's, or, or sometimes we call it Nahimoth, you know, the, the, uh, the mistress of the night, <laughs> you know, and just a side note before I go, you know, Lilith is not a real person. I hear a lot of uh, feminists talk about Lilith and, you know, I'm here, I mean, I worship Lilith. You got to learn about like the Jewish mystics and like even the Talmud, which is full of a lot of erroneous information. But it, Lilith was a theory. This wasn't a missing book out of the out of the uh, Torah. This wasn't like a hidden book. of. It was a theory that someone had about a certain nature and design of woman, which is basically the feminist. And it was like it was accounting for that rebellious spirit that is constantly trying to usurp a man's place. And he came up with this theory of Lilith. OK. And then some people think that that's like some hidden book or whatever, you know, Adam's first wife. But no, it, it was it was a theory to try to explain something, you know. But, yeah, like I said, anyway, so. Um, 
willfully, you know, you, you get a better understanding of, of how the dualities work together. So when you see the, the idea of um, Tifereth and then um, Tagmimran, Tagamran, you know, which is, is the complement to uh, Tifereth, you'll get a sense of like, okay, how are these, how are these working together? You know, how are these grasping at the same kind of secret, but from a different angle. But again, you know, uh, work with the light first, work with, with that which is being revealed to you, and then um, master that, and then learn that middle path. That's the most important, really, out of all of them. It's that, that, that middle path that gives you the balance, and then you can start moving into, so that way you don't get caught up in greed and lust and atheism and um, antipathy, antipathy, excuse me, I always say that name wrong, and, um, you know, indifference and non-caring, and, you know, um, you learn the center, you know, so as opposed to yes or no, you learn the value of maybe, you know, as opposed to plus and minus, do you know what equal means? You see, equal is the middle path, you know, as opposed to this or that, the other, as opposed to white or black, do you understand the science of gray? You know, learn that middle path is important. You know, um, it helps you to conduct yourself on a cord with that middle mixture so that you can master or at least become proficient in both sides. All right. So this has been another Chief Yuya podcast. Uh, give thanks to those of you who have been sharing verbal feedback on uh, the works like the noir, noir male music and noir male book, you know, um, again, something that needs to be spoken about in this time. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm happy to have been able to share it. And I got more coming, you know, I actually have a book also coming for the women as well that, uh, I'm sure will be, <laughs> will incense some, <laughs> It will incense some, and I think others will be very grateful and appreciative of it. Uh, but as some of you have probably witnessed and bear witness to, it doesn't take much to incense some. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm leaving some things out so people to see and observe themselves, some of the lunacy, but it doesn't take much. But um, yeah, so definitely give thanks, you know, for those of you who have been... Uh, really valuing it. I've been here about, and no, I didn't time it for quote unquote father's day. I don't, I don't celebrate any of that stuff. So I didn't even know. I forgot. And to someone who was like, yeah, it's perfect father's day. I was like, Oh, okay, sure. You know? Um, so it wasn't timed around that. I released it. Cause it was like, I, I, all right, come on. I gotta get this out. Gotta go out. It needs to be out now. I felt, I just felt the energy. I sensed it. And it was like, it, somebody needs to read this today. <laughs> so that's that's uh you know um and even the music like somebody needs to hear these words now it's going to minister to people now you know so uh like i said there's more coming a lot more coming and i just want to give thanks for those of you who um i've been hearing a lot of stuff about yeah i've shared this with this person and my my cousins and my sons and this is so good that's what we want you know um spread it forward you know, and let, let people know that, um, you know, there's, there's some compassion for, for what that misguided male, you know, is experiencing. And, and there's some direction. There's some direction and there's some understanding. All right. So 
I will not keep you any longer, and I and I um, will bid you all adieu and and a safe safe day, evening, dawning, whenever you get this, and um, continue to be well, continue to be strong, and continue to look for the balance in all things. All right, Chief Yu Yao, peace.